You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 98 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big call since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunderer is now available in matte black. Acme Whistles, proudly associated with the NHL since 1917. Ross, how are you today? Um, Dude, I'm good. Lightning wrapped up last night against Carolina, so happy about that. Uh, we had Vegas uh, take a 3-2 series lead there. We had the Montreal Canadiens sweep the Jets. Didn't see that coming, but it happened. No. Uh, I think tonight, I have a feeling the Islanders are going to close out the Bruins. Um. So yeah, that's where we're at. Um, we uh, we do have to take one moment though. Um, there was a tragedy over the weekend that we we have to uh, we have to mention. Um, so over the pa- this past weekend, uh, Jamie Huntley Park, she was a uh, longtime referee in USA Hockey. She was one of the best female officials. Uh, that USA hockey has um, she, I, I didn't know her personally, but I know a lot of the referees who do know her, um, her and her husband um, were tragically killed. Uh, I believe last Friday, um, Friday or Saturday in a uh, wrong way driver accident. Uh, they were together. They were both detectives um, out in San Diego. They were following a lead on one of the cases that she was on. And uh, they were, I guess they were in the patrol, their patrol car. Um, so yeah, just not a uh, man, just uh, it's a rough thing that, that, that happened. I know um, a lot of referees that may or might, may not listen to this podcast. know Jamie, um, our thoughts and prayers and, and all of that. Like it just, it was definitely a shock, like one of those things. Um, so I just, I just wanted to take a moment to, uh, to say something about her and, and her husband, Ryan. Um, we're thinking about, you know, all the, the friends and the family. And uh, I'd, you know, be remiss to not say, you know, thank you, Jamie. And thank you, Ryan, for your service to not only your community, but, you know, the country itself, like putting on the badge, um, putting on, whether it's, police uniform or the uniform of the military um you're serving the country and uh for that to happen in the line of duty for um anyone it's just it's just a tragedy so our thoughts and prayers would to go to the family and um yeah i just i just wanted to say that so we'll uh move on to a little more happy things now i guess but uh yeah that's it was def it was definitely rough um seeing all the the posts about her so um if uh anybody out there that does listen to the podcast anyone needs anybody to talk to uh feel free to shoot me a message yeah one 100 i I think you you know said it perfectly right then and there i knew a lot of guys that knew her just from out of california and i mean they Mm -hmm. they absolutely loved her so yeah obviously it's it's never good to lose a uh no and anybody and just a devastating loss um, to the female referee community, the USA hockey referee community. Um, and obviously like her police department as well. So. Mm-hmm. 
I guess uh, I mean we're we're going to be a hockey podcast. Let's let's get into it. You kind of said right off the bat, Lightning wrapped up. Montreal yep. swept surprisingly. Pretty sure the Islanders are going to wrap it up tonight on home ice. Uh, where do you want to start? I mean, do you want to start Montreal? Um, let's start with the most unlikely thing. Um, it's only happened once before in NHL history where a team was down three to one rattled off three straight and then swept the next round. The last time it was done was the Tampa Bay lightning in 2010, 2011 season. Um, They did it uh, first round, second round, same thing as Montreal just accomplished first round, second round. Um, Carrie price is playing on another level right now. He is back to the carry price that we're used to in net in Montreal. Um, back, you know, late, early, late 2000s, early 2010s carry price when he was, you know, arguably the best goaltender in the world. And he is back to being that right now. He's playing. I haven't seen him play this good in a very long time. And it's just, it's one of those things like the guys on Chicklet said, I, I think I brought it up last week. If Kerry Price were to play like Kerry Price again, you better watch out. So, and that's pretty much what's happening. Like they, the whole team is confident that if they mess up, Kerry's going to stop the puck and then they just go out and score goals. Like it's just simple as that. Um, they, uh, they're just, Kerry Price is just playing on a whole nother level. 1000%. And I mean, like, I'm going to sit here and I got to eat it because I said Montreal was, there's no way, shape, or form they're going to win the series. <laughs> they come out and sweep. And then, I mean, well, the Jets did not look good at all. They, no. they did not play good. They played flat. I mean, well, look, they looked like a team that sat around for a week. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's easy to be Carey Price when Carey Price is only facing 17, 18, 19 shots a game. Yep. So definitely a surprise nonetheless, but I, I mean, I had it once, once Montreal went up three rip, I was like, here comes, like, here comes the sweep. Like, yep. Make me look like an idiot. That's okay. <laughs> at, at least obviously there's going to be one Canadian team in the, I guess the, the final four is what I'm going to start calling it. Um, yep. So at least Canada has a shot to win a cup this year, hopefully. Well, and speaking of that, how about the CN tower lit up in the blue blanc rouge? Yeah, that that's a little tough. Like you you just lose to them less than I think it's seven days ago. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now it's red, white, and blue for the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> in Toronto. The the be, the best uh the best tweet of the week though, um, an anonymous NHL player sent uh someone that works for TSN. I think it was TSN, the text message saying the Montreal Canadiens have won more playoff series this week than the, than the Leafs have since 2004. I mean, that's just, that's tough. And I mean, good on Montreal because I think they came into the playoffs and I expected them to get ruled over by the Leafs. Nobody thought of the four teams that entered the playoffs up in Canada, that the, the Montreal Canadiens were going to be the Kings of the North. No, but that's just Harry price. Yep. That's that's the best way to put it. We'll move on to the other wrapped up series. 
Uh, obviously, you watched this one closely. I was hoping yep. for a little bit longer of a series, but Tampa Bay wins the series 4-1. It's, it's just one of those things. It was funny. I, I sent you guys the clip from Chicklets yesterday. How they're just – Tampa's a wagon. Like, they are just plugging away. And it was so funny listening to them, like, uh, basically from Mrazic's perspective, they're like, will you guys stop taking penalties? Yeah. <laughs> It was it like, was funny. Uh, Dougie Hamilton in an interview, somebody asked him like, "Oh, like, are you guys trying not to take penalties?" And he's like, "It's not like we go out there for a shift and be like, I'm gonna take a penalty this shift." And it's like, yeah, no shit, they know not to take penalties, but yeah, it's, hockey, you, it's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things. Like, so the game what was it game four. Um, Lightning go up one nothing. Um, then it goes. Two to uh, two two, and then four two for Carolina, mm-hmm. and then the Lightning they f- flipped a switch to use that cliche, and they scored four in a row unanswered. Win the game six four, and it was funny. I was talking to my dad. I was like, you know, it almost felt like the Lightning were toying with the Hurricanes and let them get that four that that lead now they didn't obviously they didn't actually just let them get that lead though Vasilevsky couldn't stop a damn beach ball the first half of that second period um but when when they come back from being down 4-2 and when that game 6-4 that was it like that's it good good night Carolina thanks for coming and then um obviously Vasilevsky with the shutout last night which he is the first goaltender to ever get three consecutive shutouts and three consecutive elimination games. So he shut out the Dallas stars to win the cup last year in game six. He shut out the Florida Panthers in game six in round one. And he shut out the uh, Carolina hurricanes last night. So when the lightning are going to eliminate somebody, good luck scoring a goal. So, so my thing is, is I think this series showed a little bit of crack in, in Tampa because there was at times where Carolina was up shooting them two to one. Well, yeah. Which but, that's great if your goaltender can stop it and Vasilevsky can. But yeah. when they play a team like, let's say, Colorado, who – I don't think Colorado's getting past Vegas. I think Vegas is putting them away tomorrow night. You think Vegas is going to put them away oh, tomorrow 100%. night? 100%. I, I think – they're going to get Colorado's going into a Vegas building. That's going to be rowdy and almost full. And I just, I'm calling it. I'm, I'm going Vegas and Montreal in the, the Western conference finals. Yeah. The, the Western <laughs> final four, I don't know, but no, I, it, Tampa definitely showed that they're still a good team. I mean, I can't sit here and dog on them. Well, as much their, as their power play is a goddamn cheat code. hundred percent. Like it's not even fair. No, it's just it, not fair. It's it's one of those things where it's like to beat Tampa Bay, you have to outshoot them two to one, throw everything on net, and not and take not take any penalties. And that's pretty tough to do. I was talking to Coho uh, about it, and I was just like, you know, our power play is ridiculous. He goes, "Yeah, imagine having Braden Point as your third option to pass to, mm-hmm. and then just the." Well, the power play goal last night that they scored, the two-on-one, that uh, Kalorn Kalorn wasn't on the ice to take the face off. So they had Storelli take the face off, 
and then Kalorn makes the line change and off the line change starts that two on one gives it over to Braden point and Braden point just undressed. And yeah. then uh, I'm watching the game and like, man, we really need a second goal here. And then Ross Colton sneaks one in um, and we go up two nil. I'm like, okay, yep. Game's over. Mm-hmm. Well, once I saw it was two rip, I was like, oh, okay, yep. cool. We're Pack done. This in. We're yeah. done here. <laughs> You know, I give the Carolina Hurricanes a ton of credit. They're a really good hockey team. They won the division. Um, I think, well, they won the division, but I would say, like, them and them in Florida were only above the Lightning because of the injuries the Lightning had down the stretch. Okay, so let's – I wanted to bring this up really quick. Yeah, go for it. Tampa Bay is a $100 million team right now. Yes, if, they are. If, if you put in all of their cap, which yep. – the, in, in the playoffs, cap doesn't matter because they don't get yeah. paid. Yep. So any team losing to them, I mean, and Carolina said this yesterday, he's like, we lost to a $100 million team. Uh, they, they better win. They're, they're yeah. $100 million. They um, better win. My response to that is we've been the same team for six years. I don't disagree with that. So it's not like – the lightning went out and pulled the New York Yankees or uh, Boston Red Sox and bought a $200 million payroll. Mm-hmm. We're talking all guys, Vassy, Hedman, Stamkos, Palat, Kucherov, Johnson, uh, Point, Kalorn, uh, all guys drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are all from within the organization. It's not like we're, you know, we have, you know, we're pulling guys from all over. Like <laughs> this is a team that was built from within, from the ground up. And I I would see, I, I would give you the argument if we would just went out and signed a whole bunch of free agents, like the Rangers tried to do back in the late nineties, you know, with, um, and a few other teams did it in the, oh, well, the Red Wings, for example when they had Hashik and Hull and, you know, all those guys. Um, but this is a different era. You know, th- this team was built from within. Um, I will say, I think they are trying really damn hard this year to go back to back because they're going to have to break up the band. Yep. After the season, it's after this season implode um, time. It's not really implode time, but, it's more just, hey, we got to figure out how to get back under the cap. And I I was talking to a couple of people about it, trying to, you know, solve the cap problems of the world. And one of the solutions that we came up with when you, you're, you play for a team for more than five years, your cap hit should only be 80% of your salary because you've been with that team. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, so you can, you, you can keep your team together, but then you have dynasties like basketball and baseball and the sport becomes not as enjoyable. No, well, no, I'm, what I'm saying is, is like for, in the lightning's case, they could keep those guys that they have drafted 100%, but then they just sign but, these massive deals, which is great for the players, but it's not great for the, the league product but you're getting to keep your guys that and you're, you've invested, and, and you're winning year in and year out. 
if you're building the team the right way from within, why not? What's what's the problem? To me, it's not a should, good product for the should league. You, should, but should you lose the guys that you invested time, money, and coaching in? No, but that's when you either say, hey, either take the team-friendly deal or we're going to have to break <sighs> you up. Well, that's why or, or else it's going to end up like the NBA a few years ago. I think it was like six years in a row. It was Golden State and the Clippers. Like who yeah, cared at that? Point? That's but see, that's not really going to happen, though, in the NHL because you have to draft well. But and you also have to be with the team. That team can only get that that cap relief for a certain player if they've been with the team for X amount of years. It's not like we're we're saying that you can go out and sign a free agent and his hits only 80%. No, you have to have had the guy either for five years, or let's say you have to have drafted him and had him for more than five years. I think it would almost have to be five years of NHL time too. Well, yeah, of course. So, I mean, like it would definitely be interesting and it would add a different wrinkle. Well, I, I just think like when you build a team the right way, like Steve Eiserman did, and now Julian Breezewa has, you should be able to keep that team. Like Chicago, when they built that team in the early 2000s with Taves and Kane and um, Duncan Keith and, and all those guys, like all those guys had been there a long time and then they got into cap trouble and now they're at the bottom of the barrel. So like, I don't think it's fair to the franchises that invest all this into the players and then they can't keep their guys that they grew just because, okay, now they're, you know, a hundred point a season player, but you want to keep those guys, you know, I, I think it would, it would encourage better drafting. It would help teams build and keep their guys right now. Also we're kind of screwed because of COVID with the flat cap. Yeah. And that's I mean, really what's screwing everything up. Cause obviously we had a flat cap. And it should have gone up like if it would have been a normal year, it probably would have been up high 80s, $3 million from three, $4 million this year from last season, you know, um, and then going into this coming season, there would have been a huge jump mm-hmm. because the league got uh, $1.2 billion, $1.3 billion coming in this year between between seattle and the new tv deal and that new tv deal for the next seven years they're getting 650 million dollars a year from espn and tnt combined which is absolutely insane but they doubled their tv contract so don't be surprised if next not this coming season but the year after there's a huge jump in the in the salary cap which would be good because at the end of the day, it helps the players because now they can make more money. But the best I ever heard it was actually from a Tampa scout at the uh, U18 World Junior Championships. I was I was there volunteering, and he was sitting there and he was talking to another scout, and he's like, "People don't understand. Like, we build these teams like ten years in advance." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "So the team Tampa has now, we started to build ten years ago," and he's like. And you know what you're going to do? You win two or three cups with them, and then you tear it down and start again. Like, that's the whole process. And I think that's yeah, what makes but, hockey yeah, but one of the that's, better sports to watch. But don't don't you want – let's say – so let's say Calgary start – you know, 
10 years ago was drafting guys and now they're at the point where they're going to win their second cup in a row. Like I'm yes, I'm a Tampa fan. Like I'm I, but I've also been a fan of the team since we were, we had like 15 people showing up in the stands winning 18 games a season. It wasn't fun. 100% like biasly. Yeah. I want the flames to win the cup every year. No, like who, what, what team does Why not allow these teams if they're building or growing their own talent, not going out and spending money and getting free agents. Like you should be rewarded for the guys that you see, like Braden Point, for example. He was not a first rounder. He should have been though. He, well, going back to his draft, he should have been number one overall. Well, well, and, and that's the thing. Like people, people sit here and sit on Braden. Braden Point, Braden about, Point was wasn't supposed to. Braden Point wasn't supposed to make the team that out of junior and then he showed up to training camp and he stole tyler johnson's job here's the thing with point though that i he he is un undisputedly a great hockey player there's there's no way fans about it but nobody can sit here and say he was a good draft pick when he dropped all the way down to the fifth round because of how tall he was Mm -hmm. because that's how they were drafting back then yeah so there so in theory had had the lightning passed on him multiple times. They passed in on that him draft. Times. So, like, to me, you can't sit here and say, "Oh, he's a great draft pick. He's a great, great draft pick." No, everybody else was just drafting that much shittier because yep. they saw the size. Well, no, the I mean, the lightning had him on their like on their want list, and he just fell into their lap. Which I don't know why they didn't draft him higher, but they wanted him because and because they, they knew they didn't have to. Yeah, well, yeah, they didn't want to waste the pick. Plain and simple. And all the guys that drafted above him, I don't even think are in the NHL yet. (laughs) But, like, to me, that's – okay, that's not a good draft pick. That's just dumb luck in knowing the NHL. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, look at Tom Brady. You Uh, know, 100%. You end up – you're a seventh-round draft pick. You're chilling on the bench. Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. Brady wasn't supposed to play that year. Hell, Brady was probably going to, you know – hang out as Bledsoe's backup for a couple of years and then move on with his life. Probably. Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. And then now eight Super Bowls later (laughs) or seven Super Bowls later, whatever it is. But I I just feel like the league needs to reward the teams that build from within that draft, right. That do all the right things, which the lightning have. And for all of the people that I see crying about, oh, the Lightning cheated the salary cap. The Chicago Blackhawks did it first. Everybody's done it. It's well within the rules to put guys on IRR. And we, but think about it this way, Matt, like the Lightning probably would have walked away with the president's trophy this year. If we had our full roster. Yeah. I don't see why you want like, they, they would have finished on top of Colorado and Vegas if Kucherov and Stamkos are healthy all season in, in the lineup. Yeah, I, I just think, like, the best part about hockey is the fact that there's no – Well, there's true... parity. Yeah, the, there's, there's parity. no there's no true one, one best team. And I think that's what draws so many people to the sport. Because, like, the biggest example, Montreal, the 16th seed in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Is now is going four, to the final four. They're four wins away from a Stanley Cup berth. Yep. 
And if you asked me two well, months ago, everybody would have written them off. They're playing the role of the LA Kings back. LA when Kings. When Jonathan Quick said, Come on, boys, let's go win ourselves a Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. That's what Carrie Price is doing. Carrie Price is like, jump on, boys. Let's go. But I think that's the probably the best thing about the playoffs. Well, yeah. Well, all you need in the playoffs is a hot goaltender and a couple lucky goals. And and decent defense at this yep. point. Yep. But let's move on to another series that you think is going to wrap up. Uh, what did we say, tomorrow night? Tonight, well, I think tonight, tonight when everybody's Boston listening. Boston and the Islanders. Um, oh, you want to go there? Okay. I just well, – they're going into the island. They're up – the Islanders are up three to two. Um, Boston's goaltending has been questionable. At Tuka, best. It's just – it's rough. Like I feel bad. My roommate is a Bruins fan and I'm sure he can hear me talking about this right now, but I just, I don't see the Bruins surviving tonight. I just don't. No, I, I think the Islanders are going to win. Um, speaking on that series though, I think there's always one series in the playoffs that has a little <laughs> bit of a ref controversy for yeah, absolutely well, no reason Mr., whatsoever. Mr. Bruce Cassidy decided to get himself fined uh, $25,000. Yeah, so Bruce Cassidy, like you just said, fined $25,000 for the following comments, and they go, and quote, this is, this is my take on it. We're playing a team that is a very well-respected management and coaching staff, but I think they sell a narrative over there that it's more like the New York Saints, not the New York Islanders. They play hard and they play the right way, but I feel the same, but I feel we're the same way. And the exact calls that get called on us don't get called on them. And I don't know why they've done a great job selling that narrative that they're clean. They play a hard brand of hockey, but they commit as many infractions as we do. Trust me. It's just a matter of calling them. End of quote. First of all, on the side of Cassidy, I thought, his comment was very well thought out and very well said. Um, I liked the way he addressed it. I like it. He didn't call anyone out specifically. It's not like he said, well, ref a and ref B try to screw us and ref Mm -hmm. C and ref D are on. Like, like he, I thought I, I really didn't have that much of an issue with his comments. Um, obviously someone at the league did for $25,000. I wish the league was a little more or a, a little less sensitive when it comes to the coaches saying things about the officiating. 100%. I think um, like that's okay think, to say. I think that kind of a comment, we're not calling anybody out. We're not throwing anyone under the bus. It's a generalized statement hey, they're selling this narrative that they're the New York Saints. Like, that was beauty. Like, that was hilarious. I, I loved it. So I, I think instead of finding the guy $25,000, if there's really an issue that we're having between the officials and the team, can we just let the damn officials deal with it with bench miners? Or, yeah, I mean. You know, you put you put a number four out there, and you have number four skate over to the bench and – have him deal with it. Well, here's you know, thing. he or, said those comments after his power play or his penalty kill went 0 for 4. Oh, yeah, his power play went 0 for 4. Like, no, no, he's penalty frustrated because the Islanders were 4 for oh, 4 on the PP that night. That's right. That's and right, that's, that's what right. he's mad about. And I'm like, if your penalty kill can't stop the New York Islanders at least twice, 
Maybe let's Good go work luck. on the PK. Let's go Good work luck on the PK. in the next round. <laughs> yeah, like let's go work on the PK at practice yeah. maybe a little bit more. Like well <laughs> if if the Islanders are going four for four, the Lightning are going eight for four on the power play against them. Yeah, hundred oh, one thousand, and that's not a knock at the Islanders because they they have a top power play line that can score, but it's not the Tampa Bay Lightning. And like that, that was my biggest takeaway from those comments was it's like the referees don't care because like they're yeah. like, cool, you're mad that we didn't call maybe two or three minor penalties. Oh, and the well. penalties in the game were four to two. Yeah, and it's not that's my the old fault call it both ways like. Yeah. Dude, we've called six fucking penalties. It's not my fault that your <laughs> PK went 0 for 4 on the night. Yep. Maybe talk to them. Have a meeting, yeah. you know? Yeah. But so tonight, uh, I believe Gorge Wire and Mr. O'Rourke are going to be there. So okay, cool. you can't complain about those two. No, not at all. Ever. Like, um, and I'm, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point early in the game we see O'Rourke or or uh, Gord over to the, at the bench saying something to him. I think it's either going to be just a bloodbath and they let them figure it out, or oh, they're going to call everything. Yeah, they just look at Cassidy and be like, "You don't, you don't want power, you know, penalty kills." I get it. We just won't give you any power plays either. <laughs> this will be we're a playing, bloodbath. Hey, just so you know, we're playing five on five all night. <laughs> yeah, th- this thing called hockey. No, 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 it's murder ball tonight, boys. Yep. Six figure, or or we'll get some four on four just to just yeah, just for fun. But I think the Islanders wrap it up at home tonight. That would be awesome. Bruins haven't looked horrible, and then so so then obviously we're going to get a repeat of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. Um, like I mean, it's just hard to. It's hard to bet against the Lightning right now. Yeah, but the Islanders will bend, but do not break Islanders. Yeah, we'll see. Like you can say, I there. mean, they're gonna put they're gonna put the lightning to sleep. That's for damn sure. Oh, they put out. I, I and I hate watching their games, but I love. And it if they so if boring. they sell that New York Saints narrative and the lightning don't get their power plays, we might be in trouble. Boom. <laughs> but no, I mean the the Islanders are just the bend and do not break Saints. Like now, I I I will say this about the Islanders. I mean, I I do want to see a Stanley Cup one in Long Island. Um, not necessarily this year, but um, getting them, letting having them uh, skate the the cup one more time at Nassau before they move over to Belmont would be you know just cool to see, and it'd that also be, be cool to see them win a cup without John Tavares. Yeah, because I mean, you look at that roster and like, okay, yeah, they they have a. I don't know who what, they have Matt Barzell. Yeah, they got Eberly. You know, like. But but it, it that's the thing like they got like it's a bunch of mediocre guys, hockey players. But they they all just play the right yeah, brand well, they, of hockey. I, yeah, they play the system and it's the hard work. It's the hard work in blue collar group that the Islanders fans love. Yep. And unfortunately, it's boring hockey to watch at times. But man, it oh is. man, it's it's entertaining. It is. Moving on, the last series though, we got the Avs in Vegas. Avs are down um, three to two in the series. I just... First of all, I, there's something that's fucking bothering me. I don't know if I've talked about it yet. Bring it this up. This year. Colorado, bring back the black pants and black buckets. Oh, see, I like the blue. Stop. Stop no, I with like the, the blue. blue. It's driving me nuts. For 24 goddamn seasons, they wore burgundy jerseys, black buckets, black pants, and black gloves. I can't stand the blue. 
I hate it. It's driving me nuts. I love I, the blue, I've especially been with their jerseys. The I, was an, I was an Avalanche fan when they moved from Quebec because the Lightning sucked. And Joe Sackick was my favorite player growing up. In fact, I could go get it right now. I have a jersey that he signed when I was like 11 years old. Still have it. Um, and I just, I can't, I can't handle it. It drives me nuts. The black, the, the blue, I, I, I just, I can't, I need them to I, go back. I love it. I love the blue, especially with their Meanwhile, I'm also clean. sitting here like, I really wish the Knights had white pants for their white jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would, that would be interesting. But I, I digress on that. Um, I wouldn't count Colorado out to go into Vegas and pick up a win. They were the best team. I mean, they were both the best teams in the regular season. At Colorado got them on the win tiebreaker. Yeah, it's um, going to come down to one thing and one thing only, and that's goaltending. Yeah, it's gonna who's gonna who's gonna be better tomorrow night, Grubauer and- or Flurry. I'm sorry if you have Flurry or Grubauer. I'm picking Flurry every single night. Yeah, because oh, sure. Grubauer shown I, this series that think, he's not the. And best think about it. Think about it this way too. We're getting the the two hottest goaltenders in the playoffs playing each other in the next round. Yep. If Vegas closes out Colorado, one hundred percent. Um, I mean, obviously Vasi's playing great, but the Lightning really haven't played. A threatening team yet um, yeah not not overly i mean whereas you know carrie price had to play a really good leafs team a pretty good uh jets team and now flurry's playing the other best the you know one of the best teams in the league is best three between tampa vegas and, and i would Colorado. say best scoring chances but not best goaltending yeah. Is what Vegas because I mean Grubauer has shown time and time again this playoffs that he should not be a Vesna goaltender, but he is because his team can put up six in a night. Mm-hmm. And if your team can put in seven and you, and you only give up five, you win. Yep. But I really hope Avs move on. I would love to see a game seven back in in Colorado. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I would just like to see the Avs make it to you know the third round. Well, It'd be it'd be cool to see two like Avs, uh, Habs, uh, in the uh, yeah. Those are just two completely different playing styles. Well, well, more so, and and I say this because of the connection those two teams have with each other. Oh, you're talking like Nordiques. I'm talking the, uh... the well, yeah, the Battle of Quebec. Yeah, and then to kind of obviously go back to it's the 25th year of the avalanche. Mm-hmm. So to go back to the first year of the avalanche with the Patrick watch trade to, to Colorado, it just, there's just so many interesting things that would make it, um, it'd make it cool. Cause you know, for the, <laughs> you know, for the games in Montreal, we'd see a, we'd see a good handful of, of uh, Quebec Nordique jerseys. Oh, 100% for their <laughs> 2,500. They're allowed yep. in. And how great would it be if if Colorado asked the league if they could wear their reverse retros in uh, in Montreal? So the so the Habs can wear their their reds, 
And then so they it can, can be, yep. And then Colorado could wear the Nordique, Nordique Avalanche jersey. Like that would be that would be sick. so cool. Even if it was for one game, like I know, and the NHL probably won't let it happen because they're really funky about jersey rules in the playoffs. Like Carolina had to decide if they wanted to wear the black or the red. Yeah, I'm for, glad they went with the black. And they went with the black. So like the Lightning can't call the league like hey can we wear our third jerseys tonight you only get to pick two which like, really sucks but like i mean whatever yeah because they're not allowed to wear their third jerseys or fourth jerseys or whatever during the playoffs which nhl get rid of that rule please because yeah. i mean you have to do it like what other opportunity are you going to have to have the nordiques play the canadians in in a playoff game ever again yeah it would have to be a stanley cup final yeah exactly no and here's the other great thing i I think about this playoffs though this year is like Mm -hmm. if if the abs make it you're now looking if the abs and islanders make it you're looking at three teams that don't get talked about a lot and aren't known to make those deep cup runs which i think is well that well the abs i mean obviously the abs had their early success everybody Um, knows they're good but nobody knows how good they are yeah, they're a team that they're just at the top of the standings. No one really talks, and you don't see them on TV much. The Islanders just plug away in that Atlantic division or Metro division, whatever the hell it's called these days. And they're kind of overshadowed by your Boston, Pittsburgh, uh, Washington, Pittsburgh, Washington, uh, the Rangers. Like mm-hmm. they're just the little team on the island. That's all they, you know. They're the little and then obviously, and then obviously the Montreal Canadiens. Like the last time they were relevant was, it's been a while. Maybe 2010. Maybe. Well, this is their first. They went to a west, uh, an Eastern Conference final. Oh, I think against the Lightning in 2015, when the Lightning uh, played lost to Chicago. May uh maybe they definitely played in that playoffs. I remember. <sighs> It was either second or third round. Yeah. But still, uh, like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like for the longest time we've seen Vegas, Tampa, and, like, plug in two other teams. And it would be nice to see Vegas not in it. Um, hell, I would like them to miss the playoffs maybe once or twice. Oh, no, the Lightning played the Rangers that year in the conference finals. That's right. It might have been uh, second round, and then they played Lundqvist in the third. Yeah, I I don't I don't know when the last time the Canadians were in the third round again. A while. Ha- yeah, it's definitely been a minute. So um, it, it's good that they're back, obviously. Yep, it is. It is. It is. But then, I mean, it's been since fuck ninety three. So we're coming up on thirty years since the Canadian teams won the cup. Yeah, it's it's well due. Um, yep. Do we want to move on to clips of the week, though? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Because we have a bunch to look at. Yes. We're going to start, I think, with the Shifley one, because that's the one that happened. Of course, the night we record, it happens. Right. Um, Okay, hold on. I'm getting my my screen ready here to, to share. Yeah, so for anybody that somehow lives under a rock or forgot, Shifley mowed down uh, 
Evans, I believe who it was. Yeah. And so I want to, I definitely want to talk about that because in their exit interviews, Shifley was like, oh, Department of Player Safety didn't even tell me what I was supposed to do there. I like, am I going to just give up on my teammates? So, so here's um, my thing. And, and, bud, and you don't hit them that fucking hard. Yeah. So, so my thing is, is, is clip aside, like whatever that, was not a hockey play. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you were saying he was going for the puck or it's the playoffs and there's no free goals. That was truly for one reason only to hurt the guy and send a message to Montreal saying, Hey, yeah, this is game one. Mm -hmm. And, and I had the utmost respect for Shifley. I loved the way he played. He always played kind of right on the line, but he was, he was always a skilled player and today with his with his ex interview, just how he said, like, oh yeah, the Department of Player Safety ended my season. And like I'm I'm no. sorry. No, George you ended Peros your season. didn't George Peros didn't go out there and hit that guy. You did. To me, the what did he get? Four games for five. Five games. To me, that was light. Um, yeah. Well, he's never been suspended before, if I'm not mistaken. So for him Great. to get five, yeah. So it's like, dude, all you have to do is plant your feet and stop before you mm-hmm. hit him. Like, bump him. Don't fucking send him at him. I well, mean, his feet were above his head at one point. And 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 even everybody saying that there's no free goals, his stick's not on the ice. No. So how is how is he going to stop a goal when his stick's not on the ice? So. His- there, there was a lot that I didn't like about We're the play. Going, you know, distance traveled, initial point of contact. Like, there's so many things there. Like, dude, you can't do that. No. It's a tough look for the league. To, I mean, just to say, yeah, like, we're trying to take these hits out of the game, and then yep. it happens, and then well, the and fact, the fact that like, it's a 50, Evan scores split, on the play. The puck was in the net by the time the hit was made. I know. Like, fuck. So the play's over. Shifley's yeah, smart like, enough. To I, I at least avoid the contact. I don't know what can. I don't know what he was thinking there. I he just was trying don't. to send a message to his bench to wake up and to the Montreal Canadiens of saying we're not going to get pushed around the next three games, and they did. Yep. Montreal answered perfectly. They said, "Yeah, hey, you know what? We're just going to sweep your ass." Uh, let's just go to this high stick though. Yeah, this was um, a funny one because it was nobody called so, it on the ice. This well, I want to. Did he, did he go to the box by himself? He or went the straight to the taken? box. Nope, went straight to the box because nobody on the ice had the call, yeah. and he knew he had clipped him, and he went straight to the box, and you can tell in the video that the linesman went over to the referee. Yeah. So now, the only th- – so having been on the ice for – I've had this happen to me before a couple of times, and the discussion that's come up was, okay, what do you have? Like, well, okay, well, we got a high stick. Okay, well, let's go see if he's cut. Because if he's not cut, I didn't see it. I can't give him just a minor. So we go over, we check, hey, he's not cut. Okay, bud, you got to come out of the box. Yep. Like, it's really that simple on this play. 100%. And, and, and that's pretty it, much what happened here. It sucks. Like, the line – I the – I think the low referee was boxed out mm-hmm. and couldn't see it. I'm not sure. Um, high referee probably was boxed out as well. It was just one of those things like it, ha- it happened on accident. Not like 
should it have been a minor yes yes but you know what whatever yeah i mean it was i i don't even want to say it was missed because it was it's, it was called by somebody and i'm guessing the linesman called it yeah and then they so, realized that hey there's no blood and yeah. once there's no blood you can't go above a minor yep and they said well okay this is kind of yeah because you see eat. you see both linesmen like hey he high stick <laughs> yeah but there's no blood so yeah. and i've been in that situation before we're like hey i have a high stick okay well let's go check oh he's fine play on yeah i mean i've i've had those both ways where i've called it when it was a double minor and i've had it where guy got high stuck ref came over to me and said did you have a high stick and i said yeah but there's no blood yeah and then we go to the coach and we go look you're right we missed it sorry we move yeah. on like it yeah exactly it's, it's just, hockey it's a fast sport yeah exactly and we're not obviously not throwing any of the any of the four guys under the bus here just trying to explain that it probably was one of those plays where again the linesman saw it the referees for whatever reason were boxed out and couldn't see it and it's just well the, it, the it low happens. guy would have been looking through the net yeah and then the high guy is looking down through the backs and let's be realistic in the nhl nowadays guys are selling the shit out of those Yep. So it's it's, well because when you look at the back angle, it didn't look like he got him. No, not at all. And it really it hit Kucherov's visor. It mm -hmm. didn't even touch his face. Exactly. And of course, Kuch goes down holding his face. Which, if I'm the back referee there and I see that, I'm like, that didn't hit you. No. It looked like it missed by a mile and a half. Yep. Exactly. So it's whatever. Um, shit happens. Yeah. Fast, fast. So game. moving on, now we have. Oh, okay. So this head contact here. Um, what was interesting in discussions with with uh, with this hit was how we were talking about. Every, everyone was like, "Well, why didn't they call the cross check?" You're not going to call that cross check there. Like we're taking the the shot direct to the head, and then Aho's like got no weight on his feet. Oh yeah, no, when he goes he's down easy. There. He goes down way too easy. Um, yeah, NHL standard, Aho goes down way too easy to get a cross-checking there. Yeah. But I think in youth hockey, we take both. Um, Mostly for the fact of like, hey, I had the original. Why Why do you yeah. think it's necessary to cross-check the guy now in the numbers? Yeah. And like we're not making it to the 210. We're not going a big deal out well, of it. Well, in a youth hockey game, we're, I mean, that first one would be a two and 10 head contact. A hundred percent. But and the second one's a minor cross check. Yeah. Minor cross check. And then away we go. And, and five on five. One coach is going to be happy because he now no longer has to kill a penalty. And the yeah. other coach is going to be mad that he lost his power play. And you go, coach, why did he, yeah. why did he have to make that cross yeah. check? Well, he did. Well, and okay, to cool. the, the cross check, there's also just a little bit of gamesmanship. Like, let's be honest. I think in the NHL, in the NHL, I'm okay with the no cross check call just because yeah. of how soft Aho went down. Yep. But if if you're talking youth hockey, I mean, different. Don't be, yeah, we're don't be an idiot, and I'll level. call them both. All right. So now we have. This uh, is the crazy slashing, uh, as the NHL wanted to label it. They. Oh yeah. They originally called a major on the play. Okay. Reviewed it and went down to a minor. Now. The only reason I think they went down to a minor is because is it Barzell? Barzell got away with like two or three light cross checks. Still, nonetheless, I think it's a standalone five slash 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 spear. 
Because it's a spear. Um, he knew what he was I doing. I think I think if you rack a guy in the nuts, it should be an automatic major. I like, stand- no questions asked. If you rack a guy like Krejci does here. I mean, if you rack anybody, period. Not, go sit for five. That's yeah. not right. I would have been A-OK with a standalone major or, or the guy gets to whack you back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shot a little, shot. A little Rochambeau, if yeah. you will. <laughs> no, it, it, was, it, was, it was really weird because I, I, I really liked that they went major originally because it's a major. But I don't know how – because I know in the USA Hockey rule book, slashing and spearing are under the same rule. Yeah. And so you can get away with calling a major game or a major slash there for a cup check, which I've done multiple times. Yep. But I don't know if the NHL, they have to differentiate between a yeah, spear I, and I, a I slash. Either I still way. would like to see at least, a, at least a major standalone there. I mean, I saw a few comments from match. I thought that was a bit much. Um, But I mean, like it's a spear. Let's call it a spear. It's a major penalty for spearing. Yeah, I agree. Right, Plain and simple. On. Oh, ooh, Howie's ooh. hockey tape. Yeah, we need to talk about this really quick. So we got a awesome deal with Mr. Howie's hockey tape, their company. Uh, a 10% off code, Team Stripes in all caps, 10% off of all of the orders on their website. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I go through a shit ton of tape per year because I, I don't. See, I tape my whistles. So I tape my whistles. I'm a weirdo. I tape. Well, my I don't. Whistles. Oh, do you tape your hands? No, I could. Okay. I can't get that. But I tape my whistle pretty much every. So oh, I, every every few games just to keep it nice and white. Oh um, yeah. See, I use black tape. Oh, smart. I, I tape my whistle once, and uh, and it's it. still on there. But yeah, yeah. no. How he's. I, I don't use any. Like I. So I need I need to get somebody on th- that does the whole like taping. I can't get over. I can't do it. I I can't. I got I got a little bit of hair on my fingers, and I'm I, just like, no. It's not even that. Like I just think it. it everybody says it so the whistle slides better. And or no, the me, whistle doesn't. doesn't come off. Yeah, but I'm like, as a linesman, I want the whistle to come off. Right. Quicker. Exactly. Like, but maybe maybe it's a referee thing, and because we're linesmen, we just don't know. Yeah. But still, I mean, Howie's Hockey Tape, they do, I believe, skate laces as well. Yeah. So they they cover all your knees 10% off. This little sneaky play, it happened in game, I want to say it was game five of the Islanders, Boston. Uh, Boston guy, Mayfield's down on his knees playing the puck, and Richie comes in and kind of gives him that side elbow. No play or no penalty on the play. He was five. Find 5K. Yeah. that. So, again, that's a sneaky one. That's one that unless that, you're in, the, unless you have the right view, you're, you're not going to see that. Well, so the first time um, I watched it from the broadcast angle, I was like, ouchie, but I don't know. Like, it didn't, it didn't stick out as a penalty until they showed yeah. the replay. Um, which unless was straight you're down. either the low or high referee and you're dead in line with it. You ain't, gonna, you ain't gonna see that. You can't, you can't see that because it's That's, so subtle. Um, that and see that a five thousand dollar fine there is ex- like that play is exactly why we have supplemental discipline. Mm-hmm. Like you got away with one on the ice, but you're gonna pay for it because that's bullshit. Now the only thing I, I I would say is on the Islanders, 
I'm sorry, but if I see that play, even if I, even if the ref has a penalty well, or not, the I Islanders don't really have anybody. He, I understand that, but you got to stand up for for your yeah. guy there. Um, it was just one of those. I, like, I think it was so subtle that they didn't even realize what happened. And that's the thing because he made it look like he was going straight for the puck. The puck's right there. Yep. And then it's the sneaky little. I know I can get away with this elbow to the head. Yep. Obviously, if you see it five game all day, no questions asked, but at full speed NHL anywhere. I mean, I don't care what level of hockey so you're doing. At full this comments are right here at this at the speed at game speed and where the hit takes place in uh, relation to the ref's positioning. I can see why there is no call, but I'll take the fine from DPS. One thousand percent. That's exactly that's, that's exactly it. That's one thousand percent. Because I mean, there's there's nothing. <laughs> he learned this from Marchand. <laughs> there's there's absolutely nothing a referee could do there. I mean, classic case of accidentally on purpose. Yeah, yep. just an an oopsies that my elbow slipped. You know, like it's just one of those hits that they shouldn't happen, but they do, and they go unpenalized because let's go to bad the angle. This is another weird one, like the last uh, Mayfield one. Boston guy goes for a shot. Kalorn, I believe. He's on his knee. No, and that's then... not Kalorn. Sorry. Kalorn's no, Killorn. on the lighting. I don't know. I don't know anybody's name. So um, hold on. Let's wait for this to restart here. I can't remember who it was. But Show it the was, replay. It was it, it'll, <laughs> it'll come eventually. But it was such a subtle. Oh, it was Sean Corrali. That's who it was that got hit um, after he shot. But it's such like a subtle play where it's like, yeah, that's a penalty. Like Nick Letty elbows him in the face. Uh, yeah. Like I get it, you're going to hit the guy, but once he's down on his knees, he came up and then he realized that he could elbow him, and so he did. Like he still. Yeah, elbowed that's him an in interesting one. I I don't know, man. Like that's, I don't know, because his momentum's kind of carrying him there, and I I feel like the Islander player didn't like, it was nothing excessive. So I I'm kind of torn on. But this what is, I would do on a play like that. This is the one that again is going to get a no call from the refs because it's yeah. so subtle. But yeah, I think this is one of those another one like the last clip, the accidental on purpose because ugh. you see he goes to catch him, and then Letty goes, "Wait a second, fuck this! It's the playoffs!" and elbows him. Yeah, and he kind of comes across with like the oopsies elbow. I was trying well, to catch, and him I turn. definitely feel like the Boston players. Uh putting on a show a little bit there too yes it, yeah because it didn't look that bad no but then it didn't I look mean, bad enough for the trainer to come out that's for sure but then again i mean it i mean a concussion is a concussion right <laughs> like i've i've taken some soft blows with concussions All right, so we i gotta definitely address this one here this was last night um i hope andre gets fined for this i saw this hit last night and I was just like, uh-uh, bud. I would not be surprised if he does get fined. Honestly, I I could I thought they were going to go major here when I saw him put their arm up. Um, but they did label it the illegal contact to the head minor. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I kind of hope Pollock gets fined for that. I mean, they I can't the- review it if they call minor, correct? It's only if they call a major? No. Okay, so the way it works is they have to have in their head that they're calling a major. Okay. So... This is one that I, I feel like when we're dealing with hits to the head, um, whether it's at this level or 
I mean, really any level, when we're dealing with hits to the head, the first thing is, okay, let's put our arm up. I'm pro like, I'm usually, you know, obviously USA hockey, we have the two ten major game option. Mm-hmm. Um, I like hockey Canada's. They have like double minors and stuff. Double for minor. Yeah. So like I got my arm in the air and I'm like, okay, what do I feel like calling here? Majors obviously on the table. So then I'm seeing what happens, you know, how he gets up this or that. And then we're going to talk about it. Um, I feel like this is one of those things like if video review is available on the hit, um, why not just look at it again? And even if they do look at it again and decide it's the minor, I just, I'm, I'm happier with them taking the 30 seconds to check. Yep, exactly. Because it's, it's one of those hits where I noticed originally <laughs> it looked, it looked more so like he got shoulder and then rode up into the head. And I think that's why they went minor right off the bat. Yeah. Um, but I mean, once you look at it, it's just all shoulder to head. And this is yeah. one that you said a fine. I wouldn't mind like just a game suspension. Yeah. Um, well, Palat's never really been um that's that's great, but let's let's punish like yeah, we don't have to jump to a cadre eight gamer. That's not worth it now, but no, in the sense that those two hits are kind of along the same lines. Yeah, cadre blindsides well, this the guy one Pilat. wasn't it wasn't as high speed, well, but he still hits him in the head. And Palat is also a guy that's never been suspended before for anything. Which is why I'm fine with like one game. Just send the message yeah. of like, hey, you can't do that. Like to me, the fines are there for the spirit, the cup checks, like the guy, the plays where guys aren't getting hurt. I mean, okay, yeah, it hurts to get a spear in the family jewels but you're not hurt hurt you can come finish the game this is one of those checks where you're definitely going into concussion protocol after this Mm -hmm. and you're probably not coming back and so it's one of those ones where it's like hey let's start at one game i get it you've i get it you've done nothing i think if uh you know let's say they call the major on the ice here um granted there's only seven minutes left in the game but if they end up calling the major here that would have been enough. I, I think I think he's gonna get fined. I hope so. Um because again, two, like on a hit on a hit like this, let's say in an NCAA game, they're gonna review it and they're mm-hmm. probably gonna go DQ. Easy. But I mean it's 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 one of those things where, and I've said this time and time and time again on this podcast, and you probably hate me for it now. But we want these hits out of the game. I understand Palat has never done anything and he's an absolute angel and has a halo over his head. I understand that. Nonetheless, he still made a bad play. The guy got hurt. Give him one uh-huh. game. And then and then if he does it again next year, okay, now we start talking repeat offenders. Then we start moving up. And then eventually we start getting into Kadri suspensions because that's the same play as Kadri, just not as high speed. Thankfully, mm-hmm. it wasn't as high speed. But it was still bad enough that I think just, just hey, one game, you can't do that. Players, we're going to protect you if these things happen. The, the only shitty part is it's, yeah, the playoffs in one game is, you know, the equivalent to four games type thing. So it's obviously a little bit worse come playoffs because, I mean, now pullout would be sitting out game one of round three, which I don't think is going to hurt Tampa at all, but it could. It's just one of those plays where, look, I'm not saying throw the absolute book out and suspend it for life. Just one game. Tell him, hey, let's not do that. You could have easily got him in the chest. 
And hey, you know what? If your stick's on the ice, you probably don't get them that high either. I don't know. We'll just see what comes of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I would, uh, I would be fine if it's a minor, but. And uh, sorry about that, that brief little Amazon check. I've been trying to buy a graphics card, and uh, I get notifications when Do they finally come on sale. Uh, well, I get notifications, but usually the bots uh, buy them before I, I get a chance. That's the um, worst. This is a sneaky little play. Uh, I, the, I have no, the, I had nothing here. Um, shit happens. I think a trip, not a slew foot, just a trip, just because is that is it Kucherov eighty six? It, yeah, it's Kuch. Um, I think he could have helped avoid the contact. I think he, well, Kuch. Well, look at it this way: Kuch is entitled to his space, right? So he's pretty much established. He's there, and Carolina's player, but just backs up into him. Like it's that's debatable, though. That he to me, that's incidental contact. I have, I have no, I have nothing there. To me, Kucherov just, moved into that space because he knew. Well, yeah, because he's he's taking a look to try to play the puck. But there, he knew that puck wasn't. These guys are smarter than that. No, I just I think that's just incidental contact. I wouldn't mind so, seeing a trip there, nothing else, like just a minor, like a minor. That's trip. Uh, much to do about nothing play. I would be fine personally. with a minor. Personally, I'm fine with a minor. This is another. Um, this is yeah. This is a weird one. On Vegas. Vegas. But see, the Colorado guy comes into Vegas's lane. But the uh, Vegas player swings his arm back. That's why I'm going slew foot. Um, but at the same time, like these guys know what they're doing, and I'm okay with the no call here too. Like I'm, really I'm fine with saying it's a battle. The only issue I have is the Vegas guy reaching the arm across the chest yeah. and putting the guy on the ice. To me, that's slew foot. Well, it's not though because look at his his left Just leg his skates planted. That's yeah. Fair. His it's not it's not like he kicked his leg out. Yeah. Then like, oh, then you know what? No battle. If yeah. if anything, because the Colorado guy moves into the Vegas skating. Lane. Yeah. If anything, I am battle for the puck. Yeah. The only thing I I would say there is maybe an interference on Vegas. Just like for that, the arm. Yeah, I think that'd be the only thing I would say could potentially be a penalty there. But other than that, like, let's be honest, it's, it's playoff hockey. We're battling for the puck. They're going to the corner hard. I'm not. I'm not getting in the way there. Yeah, no, that's fair. I. I mean, the more I watch it, the more I go. It's either a yeah. battle or you're calling an interference for the arm. But I'm fine with a battle. So that's it for the uh, for the clips for the week here beautiful clips of the week um one last thing we have to talk about before we wrap it up is there was an announcement of a few more finalists um yes obviously the calder trophy came out we have uh jason robinson from the dallas stars alex neg whatever from the hurricanes the hurricanes goaltender i can never say his name and trying to read it makes no sense to me and then krill crap Kappa crap from the wild krill. Okay. The really good, yeah. The really, really good kid. He's gonna him or Robinson's gonna win it. I think it's gonna be Krill just because of of how much uh notice he's got this year. King Clancy, mm-hmm. though, memorial came out. That's the leadership award. We got Curtis Gabriel from the San Jose Sharks, Pecorine, and Mr. PK Suban. The Lady Bing which is the most gentlemanly player in the NHL is 
Austin Matthews, Jacob Slavin, and Jared Spurgeon. Selkie Trophy, Alexander Barkoff. Uh, no shock to anybody, Patrice Bergeron, Mark Stone. Ten then, years in a row for him. Oh, and he's going to win he's it. He's been nominated. He's going to win it. He always does. I mean, it's it's his trophy. Yeah. And, and with all, I mean, he deserves the trophy. He is the best defensive forward in the league. We have the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy, which is a dedication hockey. We got um, Matt Dumba, Oscar, Oscar Lindbaum. Lindbaum, and then Patrick Marlowe. I think if Lindbaum. Oscar doesn't win it, it's a crime. Yeah, one thousand percent. Um, coming back from cancer like he did. So yeah, if he doesn't win it, it's a crime. Um, Pat Marlowe, I love you, but you already got the coolest gift that anyone in hockey has ever received. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, he got the stick. He from got Gordy Howe's. Howe's stick from Gordy Howe's last hockey game. Yeah, like 100% the coolest like, thing ever. They took the the Howe family requested that the stick be taken out of the Hall of Fame so that Marlowe's could go into the Hall of Fame, but it had to be given to Marlowe. Like, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I mean, super badass. And and yeah, I think Limbaum's easy, easy for that one. One yeah. more trophy we have, and the finalists just came out today, was the Norris Trophy, which is the best defenseman. I'm going to be biased and say Victor Hedman. Yeah, so we got <laughs> we got Victor Hedman of Tampa Bay, Adam Fox of the Rangers, and Mr. Cal McCarr from the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I think there's a really strong case for um, Fox. He had, of all the Rangers players, like he had – he had himself a year. 100%. Dude was so fucking good this season. Um, obviously on a mediocre or bad team, the Rangers, but that'll come. But that kid's good. He's going to be a staple on the blue line for years to come. Obviously, I want to see Hedman win it because he's our, my guy. No. But um, I, I think Fox definitely deserves um, – definitely deserves it see and, and i would like to see kale mccarr win it um to me look yeah headman's great don't do not get me wrong headman's great he he runs that decor adam fox yeah he's he's good he had a great year on a mediocre team but here's the thing with cal mccarr like sorry kale mccarr he he made a good team a lot better and i think mm-hmm. all around he can add the most to any team like I, I put him up there with a with a obviously a Victor Hedman, a Drew Doughty, like in his prime, like guys like that. Yeah. And I mean, I I would just like to see him win it. I think it's awesome that two young kids are in it because it's generally old guys are winning the Norris. I mean, yeah. A few years ago it was Giordano when he was like 34, 35, like mm-hmm. which is is fine. I mean, Giordano definitely earned it that year, but it's it's cool to see these young kids come in and be so studly so quickly. Yep, I agree. Um, but I, that's all I got for episode 98 Ross, if you got anything else. Um, I think the only thing I want to add, so we're getting into the lull times. Yes. Um, Obviously we still got a little bit more hockey to go in the NHL, which is a little unusual because usually this would be the week. This week is our normal week of last game of the cup finals. At the um, like latest date, everything went to game seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously we got the NHL to talk about for probably another month. Um, 
but something that I want to start doing because I believe registration is currently open on USA Hockey's website. Yeah, it opened June 1st. June 1st. Okay. So something that I want to do, um, we're going to start talking about some seminar stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do some training modules. Um, and I'm not talking like the basic stuff here. Like I think I have my level three and level four, like advanced stuff. And what I want to do is um, after episode 100. So that's two weeks away. So probably episode 101. <laughs> uh, we're going to start doing a little bit of uh, seminar stuff. Um stuff that you might be learning at your seminars that you're going to think, but maybe taught from a slightly different perspective from myself and Brendan. Um, I also am going to try to have on a few people that have all gone to USA hockey's instructor camp. I'm going, I want to reach out to a couple other people too, from USA hockey to see if we can have them on. Um, one comes to mind in particular, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, with that, I think that's what we're going to focus on. Cause we'll shoot. I'm only two months away from I'm going to the symposium in August. Oh yeah. Getting my permanent level four. I'm excited. Get to go to Rhode Island, see all my family. Cause that's where they're all from. I still got to do one more year level four before I can get tenured. Cause it's gotta be, the third year you can go get tenured, right? Well, you could actually go this year and to be a tenured level three. Oh, see, now I want to be tenured four. But it's it's the same thing, though. All you do is you go for the tenured. Yeah. So go go get le- tenured level three, and then you test level four. <laughs> it's There are some goofy ways around it. Uh, like, yeah. you can get your, like, you can get your tenure at level three. And then the next year, go to a level four seminar, and then you're a tenured level four. Oh, because you don't have to do the symposium again. Now you're just tempting me with a good time. <laughs> um, but no, I I think it'll be it'll be really cool. Like Ross said, like we're gonna do a little bit more training stuff over the lull season, just because. Look, that's what that's what we we're here to, to do. About. Oh, yeah, speaking of nothing, nothing to talk about. about, we do have to mention that I I just pulled it up. If we're being honest, Canada won the worlds. Yep, uh, they beat Finland, and a crazy stat out of Finland: more than fifty percent of their population watched the game. And I guess they're calling it the little miracle for Canada. Because yeah, they started, started 0 and 3. The tournament 0 and 3. Congratulations to Team USA for getting bronze. Um, who'd they, uh, who'd they, they play played in the Germany. bronze medal game? Germany. They smoked Germany like 6 yeah. to 1. Yeah. But it was, but it was a good semi. Like, because the semis really, was Canada, US. I really wish Worlds was not during the NHL playoffs. Because I want to care about it. I want to watch it. You know what they the should world really championship. You know what they should really do? And this What's would be the, genius. Do it do in it, August. No, right <laughs> before training camp. Like, like do it. So yeah, August. We'll do it so that the gold medal game is like a week and a half into training camp. 
That way, that way your star no, players but- that don't go to, tra- that don't play in training camp games anyway, get games. No, I, I think world cup of hockey style, like late August would be, I'd be fine with that too. Either way, like it would be, but, it would be a lot cooler if. But Canada then you, but then you get that. You're you'd probably be less likely to get star players going because they don't so want guys to get hurt. Camp. Yeah. So I mean, I get it. It's for the guys that either get eliminated from the playoffs or that are in the American League, whatever. But or they like, miss I, the playoffs. Yeah. I want to give a shit about worlds, but it's just so it's hard to. Because like, the playoffs are going on. Yeah, like it's just one of those things as as North Americans, whether you're you know from the U.S. or Canada, the Olympics, the the IHF stuff. As an official, it would mean a lot. Like mm-hmm. to get to work an IHF tournament would be freaking awesome. Like I'm not trying to knock it, but it's one of those things as a hockey fan. This is my fan hat, not my referee hat. My fan hat's like, eh. Now, obviously, Olympics is a completely different story. Yeah, but I mean... The NHL shuts down for that, and they're going to next they, year. Yeah, but it, it's, um, it's also weird because, like, even for, like, the U18 World Junior Championships... Nobody like, cares. The well, U.S. doesn't care. Well, so Canada does. Thing. Canada does, but Canada can't send their best players ever. So this year that they had it in, in Dallas, thankfully this year, and I yeah. got to go and watch Canada win gold... The only reason why they had such a stacked team was because the WHL didn't have playoffs. There was no Memorial Cup. There was yeah. nothing. So all the best Canadian teams could go. And I was talking to one of their trainers, and he was like, Canada generally sends their quote-unquote. Oh, you're talking about 18 worlds. Okay. Yeah. And and Canada generally sends They don't sends send a... the major junior players. They just play, send the junior A well, players. That's because they're all still playing. Whereas, yeah, yeah. Your, your quote-unquote B team – is the kids that miss the playoffs yeah. didn't make Mam Cup, like whatever it may be, and you yeah. send a B team and you you hope to still win. But like this year for Canada, like they were saying, if we don't win gold, like we we got problems. We royally have issues because you yeah. look at the roster, and I mean, like I think out of the kids that I saw, I think five of them are in like the top fifteen to get drafted this year, and it's mm-hmm. just like like come on. But yeah, they, that's it. Was awesome to watch Canada go from 03 to uh, yeah gold medal. Gallant so, definitely helped out his his draft stock or his coaching stock a lot there. Uh, congrats to so congrats to Canada on your world championship. Um, I don't. Did anybody get relegated? No, this year they're not doing relegation due to okay. COVID because they yeah. they didn't have any of the under tournaments to come up. Gotcha. But I think that's going to wrap it up for episode 98 of the Team Stripes podcast. And before we go, we have to mention Hockey Ref Shop. They are the official U.S. equipment supplier of Team Stripes. They carry a variety of referee products, including beginner packages, sweaters, pants, accessories, protective equipment, fun referee-themed products, and more. They pride themselves on having great service from experienced officials and super-fast shipping. Visit HockeyRefShop.com today to place an order. And have a great week, guys. We will be back next week.